Hi and welcome back to the Shining Light podcast. Today we're shining light on the Spirit or the Holy Spirit. I pray that as we go through this episode that the Lord gives us wisdom of who the Holy Spirit is, wisdom of how we can live our lives through the leading of the Holy Spirit and wisdom throughout the whole episode in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's get started. The Bible verse of today is Romans 8. Oh, first of all, um, thank you for like lots. I like I was looking at um the analytics from the episode from the podcast and stuff, just like um data about the podcast and things. And I saw that like quite a lot of people uh listened to the last episode. So I just want to say thank you for listening. I know I say I don't know if I say this often, but I know to people I say it often. Like I always get kind of um surprised when I see that people actually like listen to the podcast which I don't know I don't I'm not really sure call it imposter syndrome but god give us confidence like I don't I just kind of get surprised when people say oh like oh I'm listening to it or like I see people listening to an episode where I look at the data and see that people listen to the episode especially when like people from so I live in the UK so when people from like outside of the UK are listening to it I'm like how on earth is that happening but I'm just like it's just the grace of God so of course all glory be to God I'm so grateful that he's given me this platform and I'm so grateful that he's given me the ability to speak and to speak his word and to speak what he wants me to and of course I'm so grateful to literally everyone who listens to the podcast and even if you listen to just one episode or if you listen to all the episodes or you just pick and choose which episodes you listen to I just want to say I'm really grateful and I'm really thankful um this was just spurred on by the last episode where I was just speaking about like what was on my mind and stuff I'm probably going to do another reflections episode soon because I've had some thoughts about like what I would like to speak about but they're meant to be a kind of like raw chats like not planned so I'm trying to like resist the temptation to write down notes for that episode so that it will just be really authentic and just me speaking what's on my mind at that moment but yes but thank you so much for listening to those episodes for listening to this podcast in general I really 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 appreciate it I don't know if you can tell how much I appreciate it but genuinely from my heart I do want to say thank you so much and of course all glory be to God for all of you and for this podcast so getting back into the episode talking about the Holy Spirit the Bible passage of today is Romans 8 11 taken from the NLT version New Living Translation you know that this is like kind of my new favorite version right now of the Bible and it says the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead he will give life to your mortal body mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you so who or what is the Holy Spirit like I've split this episode into a few different sections I'm talking about like the Holy Spirit because this is kind of like an introductory episode into the Holy Spirit so Christianity is a religion where we believe in the Trinity and that means we believe in one God. However, God is like manifest or um, portrayed, quote unquote, in three different ways. So that's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. A common way to describe it is is like by using the um, analogy of water. So I'm not saying that Christians, you know, believe in a water God. But what I'm saying is, like, if you look at water, or if you think of water, you can get water as ice, water as, um, so that's solid, water as a liquid, like the water we drink, and then water as a gas. 
they can get water as a liquid, solid and gas. But that's still water. Like, that's just one thing of water in three different forms. Likewise, with Christianity, with the Trinity, we have God, one God. However, we can, like, see the manifestation of God in three different forms. So that's God the Father, God the Son, who's Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit, who we are talking about today. So I say who, and, like, I refer to the Holy Spirit as he, because I learned that you shouldn't call the Holy Spirit, like, it. I guess why people say it is because it's like Holy Spirit or because he's like Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, like it's not a, he doesn't, oh my days, he doesn't, he, not it, he doesn't have like a body, you know, so it would feel more natural to call him it, but we refer to the Holy Spirit as he because um, he is God, he is God the Holy Spirit and God we refer to as he so we refer to him as he because he's the king of kings, he's the lord of lords, yes. So he, like the Holy Spirit, he is like, he's the spirit of God, he's the presence of God. Um, you can see that in Isaiah 11.2. So Isaiah 11.2 says, The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, to the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of God. Fear of the Lord, sorry. So the Holy Spirit is the presence of God. The Holy Spirit, I think the nicest um, definition of the Holy Spirit is the comforter or guide that came to earth after Jesus's ascension to help believers live this Christian life. So if we look at John 14, we can see where that definition came from. This was like the definition I got when I was planning this episode. So John 14, 16 says... And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. So Jesus was, that was Jesus speaking and he was referring to the Holy Spirit when he was talking to the disciples just, I believe, just before his crucifixion. And then in verse 26, he says, Jesus says again, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That's why I said the Holy Spirit is the helper, the guide that helps believers live this Christian life. So what can the Holy Spirit do? What can he actually do? He gives, as we saw in John 14, 16, he gives us um, teachings. He gives us guidance. He gives us wisdom about how to live this Christian life. He like leads us in what to do. I don't know if you ever had that kind of experience. interaction I suppose yeah interaction with the Holy Spirit or instance in your life where you've been wanting to do something or you uh, maybe don't want to do something but the Holy Spirit or this voice in your head will kind of nudge you in the right direction so let's say you wanted to do something bad because you know let's be real humans humans sin and you know we all have these kind of sinful desires and stuff So let's say you wanted to do something bad, but you'll hear a voice in your head saying, hey, this isn't the right way to go. Or, I mean, I don't know if the Holy Spirit says, hey, I don't know how he speaks to you. But just a voice in your head um, saying like, hey, this isn't the right way to go. Or like, hey, do this instead. Or let's say you wanted to do something good and maybe you'll hear a voice in your head saying, yes, that's that's a good way to go. That's the right path to go down. Uh, Sorry if my voice is like croaky. I don't know if hay fever affects your throat, but apparently it does because I've been sneezing and like hay fever has really been a thing this week in my life. But 
I will enjoy the summer in Jesus' name. Nothing's going to stop me from enjoying the summer. I don't care about hay fever. I'll take the hay fever tablets and move. By the grace of God, he'll heal me. So this hay fever will not stop my summer. But yeah, if my voice is like croaky, that's explanation as to why. Yeah, so that like voice in your head leading you in the right way to go, you can call, like that can be the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's it could also be your conscience. But I think as Christians, like the more you grow in your faith and the more in your relationship with God, you'll learn like how to discern your conscience voice from the Holy Spirit's voice, from God's voice. But that's just one way to kind of experience this teaching and guidance that the Holy Spirit gives you. Can you hear a bird in the background? If you can, it's, yeah, it's just a bird, like, in, I'm inside, but outside my window, I guess, or, like, from the fireplace, like, a chimp through the chimney, like, there's a bird echo. Okay, another thing the Holy Spirit can do is he can lead. So, in Luke 4, 1, um, it says, and Jesus being led by the Spirit went out into the wilderness, I believe. Let me see what it actually says. Luke 4, 1. No, it says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. I did a post about being led by the Spirit on my blog page. I call it a blog. It's an Instagram blog. Um, Jesus is loved at 316. Follow on Instagram. It's also in the podcast Instagram bio, and it will be in the episode description as well. But a post about being led by the Spirit. I'm just going to talk about being led by the Spirit in tandem with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so being led by the Spirit, it means like being pushed, being led to do something. So you see with Jesus in Luke 4.1, he was led by the Spirit, he was pushed by the Spirit to go into the wilderness. Um, I think it also relates, like this being led by the Spirit, it also relates to how God speaks to you. So for me, I know that if something is being repeated to me, especially within a short space of time, that's evidence of something God wants me to know, something that God wants me to do, and I become led to act on that thing. So being led, like, it kind of works with knowing how God speaks to you. I don't know that I've spoken about this before, but um, it's really important to know how God speaks to you. And honestly, it's a bit hard, I won't lie, because people will say, oh, know how God speaks to you, know how God speaks to you. But it's like, you can't, get a masterclass on how God speaks to you it's really just a thing of like I don't know if I'd call it practice but it's a thing of you just kind of learn you learn on the job like if you ever like if you know an apprentice like this is my um my experience and my uh wisdom on this issue the wisdom God's given me on this issue on this topic of like knowing God's voice But if you imagine an apprentice, an apprentice learns on the job, like an apprentice plumber, an apprentice like electrician, an apprentice engineer, etc. Like they learn on the job. For me, what I would say when it comes to knowing how God speaks to you, you really kind of have to learn on the job. And that's annoying to hear, like in my opinion, because when I was like becoming a Christian or learning more about God and everything, I say becoming Christian, when I was like in started this journey of like Jesus and all that jazz, um, like it was a thing of, oh, yeah, you need to know how God speaks to you. Learn how God speaks to you. In sermons, oh, know how God speaks to you. I'm like, what do you mean? How am I meant to know how God speaks to me? Like, he can't just, he doesn't just come down and, like, knock on my door and say, okay, this is what I want you to know. Like, it would be nice if he did that and easy if he, but to be fair, to be fair, 
if Jesus just knocked on your door, would you not, like, I would be scared, I feel. But I shouldn't be, because it's Jesus. But that's a random thought, but yeah. So it's like, God doesn't just come down, knock on my door, and then say, okay, now this is what I want you to know. It's like this thing of you have to know how God speaks to you. And then people will be like, oh, in prayer, you know, leave time for God to speak to you. And I'm like, what do you mean leave time? Because I'm just like stood, like, or like knelt down on the side of my bed praying. And then you're telling me to just stay silent and just listen to God. Like, I'm just listening to the air. Like, what do you mean? But I will say that it actually does work like that. Like, like I say, how God speaks to you is a very personal thing. For me, like I said, it comes with repetition. If I'm hearing a Bible verse being repeated or um, the message, the essence of a Bible verse being repeated, especially within a short space of time, then I know that that's something God wants me to know or God wants me to work on or something that God wants to bring to my attention. For you, it could be a thing of, okay, when you dream and you see a Bible verse in your dream or you dream and you see a certain situation in your dream, that's God speaking to you. For other people, it can be through music. You hear, I was speaking about Maverick last time, I think, like in the last episode. So you hear a Maverick City song, you hear Jaira, and you're like, whoa, this is exactly what I needed to know. You know, my bank account this summer has been really fun, but my bank account has not felt the fun of the summer it's felt the burden of the summer but I'm hearing this song Jaira and he's saying um I will be con- and it's saying I will be content in every circumstance Jaira you are enough so it's like Saint God is comforting me through this song God is speaking to me through this song it could be through the bible like the word like I said you see a certain bible verse it could be through people around you you know you go and talk to your friend you say hey um how, how have you been How's your day been? Um, I've been struggling with X, Y, Z. And then your friend will just like drop so much like wisdom and knowledge and you'll just be like, that is literally like God's using you to speak to me. So it's like God speaks through various ways. He even spoke through, what was it? He used a donkey to communicate with, I think, Balaam, like in the book of Exodus or Judges, like in the Old Testament. Google the story of, um, I don't know how to say this without sounding weird, like the talking donkey in the Bible. It's a really cool story. Um, yeah, Google that. I was going to like read it out, but like Google it. Um, I think that'll be interesting. That's like your shining light homework for the week. Google the story of the talking donkey in the Bible. And yeah, just read about that. So, But that's just evidence of how God can use like literally anything to speak to a person he can communicate through art like he can communicate through anything but it's this thing of learning time after time how he speaks to you so notice it the reason I can confidently say that I say confidently by the grace of God let me not boast in myself (laughs) confidently say by the grace of God that I know how he speaks to me or one way one predominant way he speaks to me is through um repetition is because I've noticed time after time after time that that is what he does. So I noticed, like, this isn't how it worked, but just for an example, on Monday, okay, God repeated this verse to me. Then on Wednesday, he did it again. Then on Friday, he did it again. Then on um, Sunday, he he did it again. So after noticing all those instances, I recognized I was like hey maybe this is God trying to tell me something hey this is God maybe trying to tell me something but I also asked for wisdom I asked for 
the I asked um, people within the church, people established in the faith, you know, people who are older than me that have more knowledge of a life in Christ because they've been in it for longer than me. I asked them, hey, what does this mean? I keep seeing this Bible verse around. And I was told like, hey, maybe this is God trying to speak to you. So I know, so like from then on, I was kind of like on the lookout, but not really on the lookout. But I was just more like aware of when I would see or hear a Bible verse being repeated. And then through that, I gained wisdom that like, hey, this is the way God speaks to me. So that's why I say it's very much a thing of you learn on the job. You learn as you grow. It's not, I don't think it's possible to just attend a conference or attend a sermon and suddenly be like, hey, okay, this is how God speaks to me. Maybe that sermon will confirm how God speaks to you, but you can't learn how God speaks to you because God isn't like a module to complete. I mean, like he's not a he's not a module to complete. He's not a course. He's not a um what's that thing? He's not a Skillshare course. Do you know what I mean? That like he can't just be learnt. He's because he's in his ways are above our ways. He is transcendent. He is so far above us. But he's also imminent, which is lovely. But he's so far above us, like, he can't just be learnt like that. So it's very much a thing of you have to move in this process with him and learn how he speaks to you. Because when you learn how he speaks to you, you'll learn how to be led by his Holy Spirit. And you'll learn how the Holy Spirit is guiding you. So, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, what else does the Holy Spirit have the power to do? The Holy Spirit gives us power. So in Romans 8.26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the, hope, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Likewise, in Acts 1.8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So that just shows that the Holy Spirit gives us power. When I say power, I'm not saying superpowers. Like, I assume that the people that are listening to this episode, like, I would say (laughs) old enough to recognise that I'm not talking about superpowers. But if you don't know, I'm not talking about superpowers. I'm not saying that God is making us into Wonder Woman or into Superman. I'm a Marvel fan, so I don't know why I'm saying their names, but... I, it's just that it's the first superheroes that or it's common superheroes that people know you know I'm not saying that God has given us the power to defeat the to like you know defeat the villains in our city maybe the spiritual ones but but yeah I'm not saying he's giving us superpowers but well, the bible's not saying God will give us superpowers it's power to tread upon serpents and scorpions so Luke ten nineteen clarifies this so when I say you know he's not giving us superpowers Luke ten nineteen says behold this is Jesus speaking by the way says behold I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you and then in verse 20 it says nevertheless do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven so verse 20 is talking about not kind of idolizing this power or not putting elevating this power to the uh, status of yay look at me I have power because I'm a Christian now yay it's like no rejoice and be boastful in the f- I say boastful be joyful rejoice in the fact that you are a Christian don't be joyful in the fact don't be joyful alone in the fact that you have power as a Christian the power to trample on serpents and scorpions and things 
be joyful in the fact that you are saved. And so Luke ten nineteen, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. God has given us this kind of like spiritual authority. So when I say the Holy Spirit gives us power, I think a nice way to think about it is to say that the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual authority. He gives us the ability to not be downtrodden by the works of the enemy. Near that Bible verse, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That is because by the grace of God, we have the Holy Spirit now living within us. As we saw in our Bible verse of today, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. So if that same power that raised Jesus from the dead was able to literally, like, literally raised Jesus from the dead, the power of death was defeated by that spirit of God and that same spirit lives in us, no enemy can prosper against us. Come on, like no enemy can prosper against us. That's not to say they won't try. Let's be real. Spiritual attacks are a thing. However, they do not have the power over you to defeat you because not by your power and not by your might just because the spirit of the lord lives within us and again that's not to say we don't have to pray that's not to say we don't have to sometimes fast that's not to say we don't have to you know grow our spiritual um muscle or whatever it's to say we still have to do these things because you know we need to grow spiritually if you were a new creation so imagine we're a baby in the faith or if you're a new creation you know you're a new creation you're christian if you just became a Christian recently, imagine yourself as like a baby in the faith. And then as you grow and you grow and you grow and you grow, you become an adult, you become a champion in the faith by the grace of God, not by your power, but by the power of the Lord. I think Paul was saying in First Corinthians, um, this thing about like how kind of young pe- young Christians, not young in terms of age, young in terms of like spiritual maturity, like they kind of have milk um but then as you get older you know when you're like older and you have teeth and stuff you can chew like solid food so you know we're growing in our faith so that's not to say just because we have this power from the lord that or this spiritual authority from the lord that we don't have to grow we still have to take steps to grow in our faith but it is to say that these weapons formed against us they shan't prosper against us in jesus name not by our power but by the power of the Lord that lives within us, by the spirit of the Lord that lives within us. So I think that's why Jesus said in Luke 10, 20, you know, don't um, rejoice in the fact that you have this power, rejoice in the fact that your names are written in the book of life. So it's just, I think, charging us to not um, kind of boast in our spiritual authority, but to boast in Christ, to boast in the fact that we are saved. And because we're saved, we have this gift of spiritual authority. Um, one more thing that I want to talk about that the power of the Holy Spirit does or that what or what the Holy Spirit can do is he leads us to act in a way that evidences that we are God's children. So Romans 8. Romans 8 is my favourite chapter in the Bible. As in, Romans is not my favourite book in the Bible. Romans 8 is my favourite chapter in the Bible. Um, just fun facts since I'm reading a lot from Romans 8. But it's just a really interesting chapter. I think it's really cool. I'm pretty sure like every verse in here could be analysed just because it's a really it's a really cool chapter. I recommend you read it and kind of take like study it and yeah, learn something from it because it's a really, really, really interesting chapter in the Bible. But Romans 8, 9 says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if you jump to 14 to 18, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. 
And then um, verse 15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of... Oops, it was just a 16. Um, so verse 15, read it, then verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So the Holy Spirit makes us act in a way that evidences that we are the children of God. And that leads on to nicely what the Holy Spirit means for us as Christians. Um, it means that we can, like I said, evidence that we are children of God by acting in the fruits of the Spirit. So since the Holy Spirit is our guide and he teaches us what we should know and brings to our remembrance, you know, the teachings of Jesus, the teachings of the word of God, so that we can live our lives in a way that pleases God, he helps us to live out the fruits of the Spirit. So Galatians 5, 22 to 23 the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering which i think means patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such there is no law that means there's no law against these works these acts so the spirit is our guide that's what the holy spirit means for us it means that he helps us to live out the fruits of the spirit the holy spirit also means for us that um we should follow his lead like because he is our guide because he is our kind of spiritual guide we should follow his lead we shouldn't quench the spirit so quenching the spirit is like ignoring the nudgings of the holy spirit so using that example i was talking about earlier where i was saying you know if you're getting a you want to do something bad but the voice voice in your head the holy spirit is saying you know don't do this don't do this and you just say hey don't talk to me like you just completely ignore that voice that's kind of quenching the holy spirit and I think, I don't know if this would happen, but I think eventually it could kind of turn into a thing of the Holy Spirit won't really talk or that voice won't really speak again. So you'll notice when you want to do something bad, you don't get any kind of resistance to doing that bad thing. That could be evidence of being a bit too far gone, but you're never too far gone from God. You can always come back to the Lord. Another thing the Holy Spirit means for us is that we should honour and respect our body because that is his temple. 1 Corinthians 6.19 Well, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? I know this verse is often used when it comes to things of sexual immorality just because that's the context of the verse, but of course that verse is applicable to other things, you know? Uh, respect your body. Respect your body. Honour your body. Don't talk down about yourself, about your appearance. Um, you know, don't do things that harm your body. Um, I know... For I'm not trying to get too deep in this episode, but I know like some people kind of um harming their body can come in different ways uh, for different people, and I pray that if you're going through that, that God does comfort you. Um, recognize that this is a community of people who may not know each other but love each other and want to know more about Christ, and so um I do hope that like those who are listening to this episode if you know anyone that is going through such a um such an instance of self-harm or if one of the listeners is going through or any of the listeners are going through this instance of self-harm I do pray that God comforts you I pray that God strengthens you I pray that God helps you to see yourself as he sees you because he sees you as fearfully and wonderfully made 
He sees you as his beautiful son or daughter, his beautiful child. He sees you as one of his gorgeous creations. He sees you as loved. He sees you as lovable. He sees you as um, a friend. You know, Jesus says, I no longer call you servants for the servants does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. So he sees you as a friend. Um, So I pray that those words comfort you. I pray that the word of the Lord comforts you and I pray that he gives you the grace to um, move past that negative uh, that negative instance but yeah um, the Holy Spirit lives within us so that makes our bodies the, the temple of the Holy Spirit so it's important to honour our bodies like respect our bodies because that is the Holy Spirit's temple one more thing I wanted to speak about was like your spirit versus or your spirit the spirit and um, the Holy Spirit so you can pray for things like the spirit of wisdom, as it says in Isaiah eleven two. As I've said, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him with the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Daniel also had, I think, the spirit of excellence and the spirit of wisdom as well. Um, so, But that's not the same as praying for the Holy Spirit. That's not to say the spirit of excellence is bad, but it's like if you imagine... Okay, you've got like, let's say, you've got the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like the original yes and then you've got the spirit of wisdom the spirit of peace the spirit of goodness the spirit of excellence the spirit of did i say wisdom the spirit of wisdom if i didn't say it uh and these are kind of like offshoots of the holy spirit because remember every good and perfect thing comes from the lord i believe that's in james 5 yeah james 1 17 Every good and perf- every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So these things, excellence, wisdom, uh, beauty, um, joy, peace, etc. These wonderful good gifts, perfect gifts, come from the Lord. However, asking for the spirit of wisdom is not necessarily the same as asking for the Holy Spirit. I think when you want to be like specific, like for me personally, when I want to be specific in my prayers, um, let's say, so you know, I'm a student, um, I'm, I have an exam or something, pray, oh God, give me the spirit of wisdom, the same spirit of wisdom that was upon Daniel, let it be upon me, the same spirit of excellence that was upon Daniel, let it be upon me. That's not the same as asking, oh Lord, let your Holy Spirit fill my life. Yes, the Holy Spirit will come and, you know, can give you the wisdom to learn how to live a Christian life or to know how to live a Christian life and the Holy Spirit can come and give you the ability to exercise the fruits of the Spirit however I think like asking for the Holy Spirit and asking for a spirit of i.e wisdom are two different things like asking for the spirit of wisdom is much more specific than asking for the Holy Spirit of course the Holy Spirit is what is like the main that's why I said it's like the original and then you know the spirit of goodness the spirit of um, excellence etc like offshoots of the holy spirit i hope you understand what i mean because i feel like i kind of went in a circular uh narrative there or a circular description there but i hope you understand what i mean so yes you can pray for things like the holy spirit you can pray for things like the spirit of wisdom etc but that's not the same as praying for the holy spirit but it's not bad to pray for things like the spirit of wisdom just obviously like don't pray for like evil spirits but like you know you can pray for things like oh god let the spirit of 
peace rest upon my home you know lord let your spirit of peace rest upon my home lord let your peace rest upon my home let your the spirit of excellence rest upon my home or let the spirit of excellence rest upon me let the spirit of wisdom rest upon me yes i i hope you understand what i mean so finally i just want to say like you can your spirit is renewed by staying in the word in communication with god in being with fellowship with believers etc how you can renew your spirit how you can keep you know how you can build that spiritual muscle i was talking about is by staying in the word staying in communication with god um being in the fellowship of believers you know going to church going to fellowships and things and this of course these are gradual processes for everyone it will be a bit different but that's that's like of course there are more ways to kind of be renewed or to renew that spirit of the lord or renew your spirit but those are the like ways that came to mind so thank you so much for listening we're just in this episode talking about the holy spirit who he is what he means for us and why he's important he's important because i would say the most the most important reason for the holy spirit is because he is the guide that helps believers live this christian life um you know i often say or like i often said you know oh oh, this life isn't easy or something or like oh it's easier said than done but this life can be easy when or easier when you live with the holy spirit when you go by the leading of the holy spirit um likewise it's easier said than done. It will be easy or easier when you're going with the Holy Spirit. You don't have to do this on your own. Jesus didn't ask you to live this Christian life on your own. He didn't ask you to, you know, live this, go through this journey of being a Christian on your own. Whether That means physically on your own in that, like, without fellow believers. And he didn't ask you to do that spiritually on your own. He asked you He gave us the Holy Spirit for a reason because he knew we needed and we need a comforter. He allowed things such as the church to exist because he knew and knows that we need a community. You know, he doesn't ask you to do this journey on your own. And I think that's why things like this podcast and the blog and like um, Christian YouTube channels and Christian communities, fellowships, obviously churches and things are brilliant and lovely because they teach us and help us to recognize that we don't have to go through this christian journey on our own we don't we don't have to do that god didn't ask us to you know isolate ourselves from the sinful world and just to hide away in our cupboards and to just shut out the evil world because the world is so fallen no you well yeah the world is fallen but he's not asking you to be a christian like on your own he gave us the holy spirit for a reason and the holy spirit can you know lead us to these nice fellowships and things but like he's not asking us to do this on our own he's not asking us to go through this journey on our own we have the holy spirit so not to say let's make use of the holy spirit because i don't want to treat him like a commodity but like let's not ignore the holy spirit you know let's not neglect the leading and the power of the holy spirit let's live our christian lives the way it was meant to be led or the the way it was meant to be lived you know with the power with the grace with the leading of the holy spirit so yeah that's my round off point for this episode uh thank you for listening um yeah thank you for listening i did say my thank yous at the beginning but you know i love to say thank you so thank you again for listening thank you once again for so many people listening um to 
last episode. I pray that this growth of the podcast will continue all to the glory of the Lord. Pray that God continues to take all the glory from this podcast in Jesus' name. Yeah, one more thing. The Holy Spirit can't really live within a person if they are not saved. You know, you need to have, you need to accept Jesus into your heart so that the Holy Spirit has space to come into your life. So if you would like to give your life to Christ or renew your life to Christ so that, you know, you can enjoy the benefit that is the Holy Spirit, this is the prayer to pray. And it says, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sin and that you raised him to life. I want to trust him as my saviour and follow him as Lord from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So thank you for listening. That was the prayer to pray if you want to renew your life to Christ or give your life to Christ so that you can really experience and enjoy the benefit that is the Holy Spirit. It will also be in the episode description. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I really do appreciate you. Feel free to share the podcast with a friend, maybe. Share it on your socials if you'd like to. And remember to keep shining your light.